Shalom and a warm welcome to the Season of Honor Conference. You are blessed to be a part of this congregation of special individuals gifted by God in the form of his friend, Prophet Emmanuel Makandiwa. And tonight, all the way through to Sunday, we are having a glorious moment where we get to interact with the voice of God and receive the Word of God in this special season of giving. My name is Pastor Koramba, joined by Pastor Jikuni. Thank you so much. Conference time. Conference time. <laughs> An amazing season coming, especially from the message that our Father gave to us on Sunday. Mm. Finances hindering our Father to express Himself. Mm. Finances, sowing. Sowing, a time of sowing, a time of establishment of connections with our Father who is blessed and we are eagerly awaiting uh, that transference um, of a blessing <laughs> that is able to make um, even certain individuals rejoice and sing. <laughs> when we begin to see the special display of the same anointing that resides and the same blessing that resides on and with our Father, we're going to begin to see little trickles of that manifesting on us. It reminds us of um, a very strong decree, a statement made by our Father. He said that outside of giving, God cannot use a man. Whether it's the giving of spiritual gifts in the form of exercising them, yet still that needs to flow out of the man. Whether it's giving to the poor, charity work, still you're giving. <laughs> and he took us even further and he began to describe even the function of the sun, how the sun giveth light, light to the earth. And so really the principle remains established and, um, and we thank God for our Father giving us so much more information concerning how the principle of giving is, is pinnacle to, to the interactions that happen. I believe not only on earth, but even in the heavens. Even God himself is a giver. You know, from the message that our Father gave to us on Sunday, you will understand, especially the challenge that he then made, to say, this coming conference, hmm. I'm waiting for you. You'll then begin to understand that we are in a very rare, but heavy season. Because the one who is about to speak to us during this conference, our Father, the Voice, is a man who has proven himself in as far as ministry is concerned because mm. you wouldn't want to single out any particular area because... They're all covered. <laughs> <laughs> but you look at this particular area of giving, mm. of sowing, mm. and of receiving, because he emphasized on that as well. And you begin to understand that this is not an experiment. Mm. It is not a man who is coming to try something on somebody. Mm. It is a man who has lived a life that he feels like giving to others, that he feels like sharing with others. And what a season, because I for one have stood by and observed our father's life and how he maneuvers and how he lives. And you begin to understand that indeed they are, we are not the same. They are those that God has blessed. Mm. They are those that God has gifted for a season. Mm. And 
it is good that we have one that God has gifted. Yes. Because that gift doesn't belong to him. It is our gift. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bold statement. <laughs> it's it's our gift. It's our gift. And we need to make the most of it. And thank God we have got this conference. And a question was given by our father concerning a man who is ready to die when he speaks. The words that is about to say in that moment begin to shape destinies and mm-hmm. course mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And the weight of those words spoken by a man who is ready to make a deposit are very weighty. And so we are given the special privilege tonight to gather here with our father, um, who so generously wants to share himself with us. And uh, we're so grateful for that. What an opportunity. What an opportunity. Indeed. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, it's a very special evening, the season of Honor Conference. Allow us to take these few moments now to introduce our Father. Greetings, our Father. Greetings. Blessings to your pastors and our viewers. Thank you, Father. Thank you for having me tonight. Thank you so much, Father. Father, we thank you for who you are uh, in our lives. Uh, when we read the love of God, um, out of the many ways that we are able to see his love for us is first and foremost, your presence in our lives. We treasure it so much. And we are thankful for the life of Jesus that you pump into us daily. Mm. And uh, secondly, Father, teaching us on giving and your generosity is astounding. Um, where you are so generous in letting us know this special key that allows us to access parts of you that we admire. Um, parts of you that we, we, we want to see demonstrated in our lives. Uh, a reason of being your children. And we're so grateful that you did not hide this matter from us. Uh, you were so open about it. And Father, that is love. We, we appreciate you for that great demonstration of love. Uh, you did not hesitate to love us enough to tell us what it, what it takes mm. to be able to benefit from your God. Uh, we are so grateful for that, Father. And a special conference, uh, the first in this year of the Spirit Life. <laughs> we are ready for it. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much. It is part of my job to, to share the light. Uh, we are having a wonderful time, of course, in the presence of the Lord. Coming here tonight knowing that God has a word for His people. There is no any other place that you would rather be than being here. And um, so grateful to God for uh, quite a lot of provisions that we have had from His generous hand. And how our God has been able to keep us and to maintain us and to sustain us in a season that is so trying. 
so difficult. But we are slowly coming out of this. Uh, unhurt. Because the Lord is always on our side. And um, we are in a season of honor. We have just embarked from last Sunday on an investigative uh, exercise where we are looking into matters, investigating causes. Why, even after you are born again, you are still not happy? Why, after everything, was made available freely, given to us, and yet still we don't have what it takes to uh, move on with life. We don't seem to have everything that God has given to us. So that's what we're trying to look at and see how that can be corrected. And we are continuing with our fast, abstaining from food and drink today, tomorrow, and Sunday we break soon after the service. There are things that are supposed to be spoken over you, starting from tomorrow. Things that you've been hoping to see happening, and you are yet to uh, experience physically most of the things that you've already experienced spiritually. And there is something that can be done so that whatever was done by the Lord in the spirit can then be realized physically. And that's part of our responsibility as men of God, pulling things from a realm which is beyond your reach physically. And we bring possibilities to God's people, then all of a sudden they find themselves doing things that they were unable to do before. But when you enter a season and the season is the season of You walk in one way and you come out a different way. There is something in the Word of God that I would want our people today, since we're just starting today. And then I get into real matters tomorrow and Sunday. 
in the book of 1st Samuel chapter number 15 you you, you are going to read uh, verse number 24 and this and then verse number 30 but before we do that it is very necessary that you understand the role of the the prophet in the life of the king of israel so he Saul wasn't looking for a political opposition it was just his father's donkeys that he was searching for until he met a man who helped him find what he wasn't even looking for and that happens with so many people they keep searching they keep looking for what they are looking for what they think they are in need of until they find a man who helps them identify their real need and he was told by the prophet that is what israel looking for not found in you isn't it that it is within you you have what israel is also searching for in as much as you're searching for donkeys It's as though the forest has hidden the donkeys from you from your father but you have also hidden something within you that Israel is also searching for There was a king in him but until he found a prophet mm. he was never ever going to become a king but in approaching such kind of a man they discussed about an important aspect which was uh recommended in Israel when approaching the seer there is a man of god here who is honorable so season of honor if we are to go to him today he shall let us know of the whereabouts of the donkeys and the question was what shall we give unto the men and the seed was carefully selected this is what we have and they all agreed that by this he shall prophesy It's right there in your bible as if he wasn't going to prophesy had they not given him a seed he still was going to prophesy but what right father right so he was he's an honorable man so if 
wherever you are going to find yourself approaching. Honor. There is always an established protocol that needs to be observed. We can't just walk into his house and not honor an honorable man. And to them, giving him a seed was a way of expressing their honor and acknowledging that God has raised you, he has promoted you, he has elevated you. So when they got to the prophet, nothing really much was said concerning the donkeys because the prophet could see that you are worried about the donkeys that have already been found. Don't worry about the donkeys. We have to worry about something that you are yet to find. Hmm. So, fast forward. Here comes the prophet to the king of Israel. He tells him what the Lord wants him to do against the Amalek. And he said, the Amalekites did something against my people when they were coming out of Egypt, getting into the promised land. So I'd want you to revenge, get everything that you have, all the men that you have, 210,000 men. I want you to fight against Amalek and kill everything they have and kill everyone. So Saul went there and he spared the ship, he spared the camels, he spared some of the goodly things that he saw. And Agag, the king included, he also spared him, brought them back. And then the Lord came to the prophet in the night and he tells him that, I regret ever making this man the king of my people. And Samuel woke up and he began to cry. He wept throughout the night. He couldn't wait to meet the king of Israel. And in the morning he went and he met the king of Israel and he said, ah, how are you doing? And Saul said unto the prophet, I have done as you have commanded. And then the prophet said, then what is this bleating of the sheep and the lowing of the cattle that I'm hearing? And he said, the people, they took that so that they would sacrifice unto thy God. And he kept on repeating that statement. And the prophet kept on asking, why did you do this? And he kept on repeating. We took it so that we would sacrifice. Until the prophet saw a need to explain to him the importance of obedience over sacrifices. He said, it is rather better to obey than to sacrifice. 
Now, some people might think he's criticizing, sacrificing. But what the prophet is trying to highlight here is that he is referring to the sacrifice of sin. When you have disobeyed God, you have sinned. Therefore, you have to sacrifice. Again, it's the sin of disobedience that you have committed. But he is saying, had you not disobeyed, there was no need for a sacrifice against any sin that is not committed. So you rather obey than disobey and then raise up a sacrifice against the sin that you have committed. Mm. Mm. So it's better to obey than to sacrifice. He's not saying don't sacrifice. He's saying if you obey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you will not sacrifice against that disobedience. So he's referring not to sacrifices of praise, not sacrifices of honor, but the sacrifice of sin. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay. So the disobedience comes in the form of even when God has told you to sacrifice and then you disobey. Mm. Mm. So the obedience is not just when you are just obeying and then you don't sacrifice. Obedience also is in even sacrificing when God says sacrifice and you obey. It's a bit complicated. So when people are giving, it is not what they are giving that really matters. Mm. There is something greater than what they have given. The obedience that accompanies the giving. The obedience of doing it because God has saved it. Well, let me summarize this. Then the prophet helped the king realize that he has sinned. And in verse number 24. 1 Samuel 15 verse 24. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned. I have sinned. Uh-huh. For I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord. There is a commandment which is of the Lord, and that I have transgressed. And? And thy words. There is the commandment of the Lord, and the words of the prophet. You had spoken. You had given me very clear instructions. And I have disobeyed a direct order. Kill everything. And I spared some. I have sinned. There are instances where killing is a sin, and there are instances where sparing a life becomes a sin. To think that he's repenting, he is acknowledging a sin 
of not killing. It's not for today. Keep on reading. That's verse what? Verse 24. Right. Now. You're done, verse 24, right? May I continue, Father? Yes. Because I feared the people. This was the reason why I transgressed. I, as much as I'm the king of the people, I feared. I thought kings have all the courage. Now I, I don't understand what they call power then because he is afraid of the people and yet the people are afraid of him because he is the king of Israel, the king of Israel. He has all the chariots, he has all the, 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 the military, he has all the police, he has everything. Yet he still feared the people. And armed people. Yeah. What is it with the people yeah. that terrifies even kings? What is it with the crowd? I feared the people and then what happened? And I obeyed their voice. I obeyed their voice against God's voice. You had spoken as a prophet and the people went on to also speak. And I feared the people and I obeyed their voice. Mm. So it's not just God who is speaking. It's not just the prophet who is speaking. The people also are speaking. And he chose to fear the people rather than fearing God and the prophet. And then he obeyed their voice. So the people then made suggestions. They made demands. And he obeyed what the people said. Yes. Now go to verse number 30. Then he said, I have sinned. Now, at this point, the kingdom has been taken away from him. This is why we have skipped so many verses in between. And then the prophet has told him that you're no longer the king of Israel. The kingdom has been divided. It has been taken away from you. Now it is given to somebody, your neighbor, who is much better than you. That's what the prophet said. Now, verse number 30. Then he said, I have sinned. Yet, honor me now, I pray thee. I have sinned, yet, honor me now. Uh -huh. I pray thee. I pray thee. Before the elders of my people. Before, honor me before the elders of my people and Israel. And before Israel. And before Israel. And turn again with me. So that that I may worship the Lord thy God. Turn again with me that I may worship. Mm -hmm. He still wants to worship the Lord. God who is omnipresent, is everywhere, he's in his house, but he's saying, unless you lead me into worshiping him, I can't. Thank you, Father. The only way that I can worship him well and the right way is when you are present with me. 
but the word honor is appearing today mm. and Saul has an understanding that it is another man's responsibility to transfer honor remember the first time they met the prophet they knew that he was an honorable man so it is given to honorable people to honor individuals so how can a man be the king of israel and still not have honor until it is given to him by the prophet honor me how was he going to honor it wasn't the king honoring the prophet it was the prophet honoring the king it was the prophet honoring the king in the presence of the judges in the presence of israel please he's begging that he gets honored by the prophet he's begging you read your bible we have so many verses before that mm. he's on his knees holding on to the garment of the prophet please all i'm begging for mm. if kings can beg mm. for honor mm. just just draw that picture in your mind mm. look at this image where you have the king who has a crown on his head he's on the floor begging the prophet he has every single thing that you can think of in terms of wealth yet he's sure that unless i'm honored by the prophet there is no honor father verse 27 mm. and as samuel turned about to go away mm. he laid hold upon the skirt of his mantle <laughs> and it rent <laughs> what did the, the prophet say that and samuel said unto him the lord hath rent the kingdom of israel from thee this day this day and hath given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou so, but my issue here is a man that we think is already honorable he's in as much as he has sinned he is intelligent enough to know that what i have done i've lost it and the only way that i can get my honor back is when the prophet chooses to restore me back into my position of honor honor me before my this is what is happening during this conference people are going to be honored before judges and people are going to be honored before their tribe and before their people now what was samuel the prophet then supposed to do in honoring the king how do you honor the king why is it that it is the king who is screaming for honor 
<laughs> wow. Okay. Let me tell you something. Words are very critical in as far as the creation of destinies is concerned. Destinies are never found in the future. You don't you you don't you don't walk into your future to meet with your destiny. Destinies are created when words are spoken. You meet and you collide with your destiny the day a word is released in season. When a word is spoken over you, you are immediately conditioned for a already prescribed destination. Where we are going, there are different destinations. But we are qualified for those destinies while we are here by words spoken over us. When a word is spoken over you, as you gravitate towards what you thought was your destiny in the future, you are compelled, you the, the word that you have received gravitates towards a pleasant destiny. You are conditioned for a certain end. Conditioned for a certain end. Mm. 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 My plan is to bless you, to prosper you, and to give you an expected end. Right. So, Something worth considering is this. You must be careful who touches your head. You must be careful who speaks in your presence. There are things that are spoken that are supposed to be disobeyed. When words are being spoken in your presence, you must understand that your presence in a place where words are being spoken, just your presence, something happens to you. Whether you hear what is being said or you don't hear what is being said, this is why a man who is in the church and Words are being spoken by a man of God and something happens to the man and maybe, maybe the man is sleeping. It's not the same as being in your house. Being present when the word is being spoken 
in as much as you might not be hearing what is being said but there is a part of you that hears what is being said so there could be someone in the family you must be very very careful when a man or a woman who is godless who is without god who is not born again who is disobedient to the laws and the statutes of the lord if such a man is in your generation they say you are a family of maybe uh, a 1000 people or maybe 500 people and among you there is a man who doesn't believe in god and if such a man is to invite you for a blessing ceremony watch out when a man who doesn't believe in god he is godless there is no god in him when he speaks a word over you because some of you have had that incident it might not be directly you maybe your father got a blessing from a man who never had the blessing you must investigate the meaning of that term receiving words utterances and statements from a man who is without god and then he blesses you as a family when such a man when such a woman blesses you or blesses a territory or he blesses an area whatever grows in that area is under the influence of what was spoken by that man it doesn't matter he calls it a blessing you must still investigate find out what sort of a blessing is that from a man who doesn't believe in a god who is the source of all blessings When Saul said honor me he understands that honor has a source honor emanates from a certain source when people then move around being honored it is as a result of a ceremony that have been conducted it is the responsibility of an individual in your life to confer honor what really was said over you you were not there physically but you were there physically in your father's loins when these things were spoken who was that man what was said because everything that you see happening in your life today the contradiction <laughs> 
It is a manifestation of a spoken word. This is the reason why during this conference, we will have to speak things that were supposed to have been spoken. And someone deliberately omitted certain statements that were supposed to be said over you, over your father. And when we get to that point where you begin to hear things that your father never had, then you have to understand that this is the turning point. Mm. The most defining moment is this one. I know for sure as a prophet what was supposed to have been said. Mm. And because the man who spoke was under some influence, under some dark uh, leadership. He was made by something very strange that I cannot take time to explain today. To leave out words that were supposed to be incorporated in that uh, ceremony that was conducted. You were not there physically, but you were there physically. <laughs> you were present. Your gene was present. You as a seed, you were present. You were still in your father's loins. And words were spoken over that one individual and those words went on to manifest throughout the entire generations because you were present. You, it was a gathering of all of you in that one place. Who is that man? Because he is responsible for what you're seeing happening in your life today. So, if there is something that you desire, you want to see something happening from this today, week. Brother. Today, brother. <laughs> today, brother. <laughs> then, you have to find let me not say a prophet. Let me not say a pastor. It's deliberate that I'm not saying a bishop. Let me say a godly man. If you can find a godly man, even in your generation, have him speak. Let him honor you before judges and before the people of Israel. He knows how to do it. If the man is an honorable man, he, he must know. He has the, the, the manual. He knows how to operate this machine. Find a godly man, a man who has God, a God-fearing man in the generation, in your clan. Let him speak over you. Somebody once asked me a question. In the case where I have given, and good words are not spoken over me, what do I do? I once had that question. Mm. I took my seat 
to a man of God, but he never said anything. I was expecting him to say something. Then, prophet, am I blessed then? If nothing was said, then I told him that you must understand that unless words are spoken, you are not blessed. But who told you that he never spoke? And also, you must understand when. It is a matter of when. Hmm. Words are not always spoken in your presence. Hmm. Sometimes you arrive in a place already saturated with words. <laughs> and I gave him an example. I said, if you kill a man, there is already a spoken word over the case of murder. You don't need a man to be present in the forest to pronounce a curse over you because you have killed a man. All you need to do is to kill a man and there is an already existing spoken word over that area of murder. So the moment you kill, you don't need a man to curse you. Mm. The curse already laid upon the act is activated mm. by murder. So when you give, there is already a spoken word over that area of giving. That even if your man of God is to keep quiet, the seed activates the word that was spoken over that territory of mm. obedience. Mm. So as you are walking, you are walking into different zones and territories where you meet, you interact, and you interface with different kinds of utterances. So whatever is going wrong in your life, you are walking into places where there are words already. All that we need to do during this conference, pastors, <laughs> is to activate already existing words and to make sure that we also speak in case there was no word spoken over some of these people. And for that to happen, make up time and make sure that you are ready for me from tomorrow onwards. The details are there on the screen. Go ahead, you send your seed. And this is called the seed of honor. Mm. Obedience is better than sacrifice. It is not really how much. It is the level of your obedience to the instruction. When he says give so much, it is not the amount that matters. It is your obedience. If he says go beyond, you go beyond. It's not about going beyond. It's about obeying an instruction that says, go beyond. Go ahead and send your seed. I'm meeting you again, right here, tomorrow. Same time. Thank you. Who am I to speak after such? Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Father. Please allow us to have an opportunity to sow. Sure. Even such a powerful delivery. Sure. sure. Please use the details on your screen. Use the WhatsApp numbers, our team, 
So on standby, they're waiting for your communication for you to send your seed, season of honor. Tomorrow, let's get ready for what the Prophet is about to descend upon us. Shalom.